Episode number 69. Is this actually 69? This Bullshit. is 60, This is 69. Oh, we should have made this something sexual. We should have made... We've done it. Instead of we're just going to talk about how the government fucks us and have a conspiratorium, but we should have... I wish I thought in advance about it being 69, but we've got to be quick. We've got 40 minutes. So let's start off really quickly. Song of the week. I can tell you mine right now. I promise we we're going to do week. three in a row. We said we we're going to do three in a row and we're bringing it. It's a song called Pumbachu, P-0-0-M-B-A-C-H-U yeah, by our yeah. man Jason Richardson and Luke Holland. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. I heard it for the first time today and it's already song of the week. It's really? just, it's like an eight minute journey of just holy shitness. So um, you need to check that one out. And if you're listening, go check that one out as well. It's just instrumental heaviness. There's no screaming. So you don't have to be like, oh, I don't like the screaming, but I like the guitars. Yeah. Well, this is for you. Instrumental um, heaviness. Eh? And, and as you'll agree, Jason Richardson, one of the best guitarists on planet Earth. So, oh, you know, yeah. it's always going to be good. He, um, he certified shreds, bro. He certified shreds. Oh. So what about yourself? You got a song of the week for us? Um, this week it's kind of bit hasn't been like you know hunting for new ones, but um something something a little bit more indie pop vibes actually I've been really feeling. It's a feeling good, feeling great by Nicole Miller. Oh, so it's quite a cool like low key chill vibe because that's what I listen to. It's it's either fucking screaming about death or super chill indie pop. You know, yep. There's no it's always between. one extreme to the other. Yeah, or man, I'm it, the same yeah, as like well. Chill like, EDM or mine goes from yeah, mine goes from dead mouse to dead bodies littering the streets as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. let <laughs> the bodies hit the flower. Um. So, but we've got a 40 minute time limit because Zoom has decided to just manipulate the market that it created. But that's, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. But that's business. That's business. That's life. business. So we're gonna. We're going to do 37 point whatever minutes worth of hard-hitting conspiratorium. Now, you wanted to jump straight into, we've got an election coming up on the 21st of It's coming. Uh, it's coming May. hard. Um, it's coming. So it's coming hard. That's, I've got two nights of Polaris in a row, then the election. So I think I might, um, even though I probably shouldn't say this on the podcast, but I reckon I might have to go into an early voting centre and say I'm travelling. Oh, yeah, you are travelling. Travelling to a fucking land of fucking throwing down and breakdowns, that's for sure. Absolutely. So, Fuck, yeah. um, so uh, we, I did it before the last one, before the state election, and they're just like, "Look, we have to record a reason, but we don't really ask." I love that you've got that bottle because cunts are just going to be like, "Wow, this cunts are ruthless." Dude. <laughs> yeah, imagine if I actually was fucking. I fucking love this because glass gets nice and cold and stays cold. Yeah, or just that quietly though. Look though. at this thing. Look at this thing that I've got. Let's see if it works with the. You see Ooh, that bad boy? What's what so, have you got in uh, there? My, I've got some dimple uh, scotch whiskey, but it was a present from my team, the guys that I left, uh, yeah. the ones from Hobart. They sent me a package, and they also sent me these. If this if this comes up, oh, the, oh yeah, they're like truffle chips. Oh, it's fucking it's kind the, of, the old yeah. green screens ruining it. But yeah, yeah, no, ruining no, no, life, I get you. I get you. They're like truffle chip. Yeah, it says. Um, black truffle crisps and they're either going to be really amazing or fucking garbage so black truffle um, crisps have you not had one yet no no i just i grabbed the little i grabbed the collection all right hold on a sec go on oh invisible truffles okay okay i heard a little bit of crunch 
Are they crunchy? They're fucking amazing. Holy yeah? shit. Fucking hell, man. We are Truffle Hunter is the company. Mm. We are UK's leading truffle experts. Well, I'll tell you what. I you agree. Can, you can lead that taste into my fucking taste buds if you want. That's good. They're good. No shit. So there we go. Save one for me for on Saturday. I want to try it. Well, there's no way to um there's no way to reseal it. It's just like a bit of our foil popped just off the top. So once one, once you're in, you you're on. Once I'll have to put on, a few on. in a snaplock bag or something. Yeah, snap it up. I'll save snap it, it up. Snap I'll put up. a couple in a snaplock bag and yeah. That way you can try some on uh, on Saturday for me birthday. But look, let's get into it. We've speaking got a of uh, time. speaking of snacked snap snapped snapped crackled and popped. Let's talk about some of these fucking politicians that are about to lose their jobs, yeah. eh? So, um, obviously, uh, while before you go into a couple of these policies of these parties that people should be looking into or considering, I guess, um, I think the main thing to say is that, you know, most people understand inherently that the two-party system is pretty broken and that we just keep flip-flopping between yep. these two major parties who give us all these promises. And look, even when you go through these other policies of these smaller ones, um they're likely not to deliver on a lot of what they say they're going to either and i think that you know you always need to take these things with a grain of salt i think the important thing and this is what i'll say to anyone who's a little bit unsure is find an independent party that has policies that you agree with and vote for them just because what is the most important thing is that we show our dissent from the two major parties that's what yeah. i think has to be done so if they if we can see that for the first time ever, over 20% of all voters voted independent more than in the history of any election. That's a massive statement that, that people are yeah. going to take notice of um, and that we've never done before. So I think if there's any, um, any real advice that I want to give anyone, it's to find an independent party outside of the two major ones that just keep selling us the same bullshit and never delivering on any of it. Um, because they're both, uh, they all have arguments for why they're shit and why they might be better. And I, you, know what? you know, that's the and, problem. Yeah. And you know what? All you've got to do is number liberal and labor last. That's all you've got to do, right? Yeah. Have a look. Like We're, we're going to go through a couple of policies, a couple of different parties and go through their policies and have a quick gaze, right? Just to give you an idea, if you like us, right? And you want you want some fucking change. We, I used to think, genuinely used to think that... Um, because the, the system was so inherently flawed and corrupt and broken that there wasn't even a point in voting. Now, mm. when Donald Trump got in, right, it showed that the only way to beat them, right, is to to get change from the inside, starting from a ground from ground roots, right? Because if yep. they if they because if they keep perpetuating this system, we're not going to get any we're not going to get anywhere. So at least, right, as much as I do, I think the whole fucking system's trashed, right? But all we can do is go out there and put these two, the two-party system, put them last, right? Yeah. If if Because if, if we can even get some independent seats in there to make it like more difficult for them to put through bullshit policies, we're better off. Yeah. Yeah. We're better off. And just to yeah cr create a bit of anarchy, I guess, really is what we, we, we want to do is just kind of like, because again, you know, it, it, not that I'm saying that, oh yeah, well, the independent parties, their promises, they're definitely going to deliver on. I've been, I've seen enough of the political landscape to yeah. know that, you know, they're probably all just as full of shit. It's more about showing, it's more about the, the statement that it makes for us to all be going, showing the two major parties that we've become disenfranchised so much to the point 
that we're giving our vote to anyone who's not them. Yeah. Um, I think that that is the most important part because they are still well under the impression that we're just going to keep going one way, then the other way, then the other way, and just doing yeah. that over and over again until yep. um, the end of time. So I think now is the time to go and do something a little bit different. So that's probably my uh, biggest advice. But uh, share your screen there, Tyson. Take us through a couple of the, the policies so that, you've, that have drawn your, or got your attention the most. A couple of the, uh, a couple of the parties that I've really really found and like had a bit of a look into especially these guys liberal democrats right um myself and um danny Manns, we were talking about this recently and um he was like hey have you, have you looked into the liberal democrats and i was like no i'm not not like too hard i was mainly looking into the uh, united australia and one nation party right because they're, they're the kind of like bit of bit of a bigger independent party yeah. um and then he was like you know like check out liberal democrats and was spitting some of the uh some of the stuff some of the stuff at me and then i went on their youtube channel and listened to their videos about the, their freedom manifesto they call it so essentially they go through and they uh they have a whole bunch of stuff that they want to change so the the first thing that they they got into and they talked about in the first video was freedom from COVID alarmism so basically they're saying like Look, we need we need to take the fear out of this and i think all three of these parties have a similar similar policy on this yep. right open the schools and keep them open, never lock down again, because it's proven that lockdowns don't work, right? It's proven. Yep. Peaceful protest must be allowed. This is a big one here, man. We, we need yeah. to be able to be, to be able to protest, right? Vaccines should be available, but voluntary, you know? I understand if you want to get a vaccine and you think that that's good for you, get it. Absolutely. Get it, right? But the fact that you don't, they, they, they didn't let us have bodily autonomy, and our choice over over our own health, big, 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 big problem, right? Mm -hmm. And the mask mandate, and then ensure Australians can get home. I know as a fact that Maxi Boy was stuck over there in Europe for a, a lot longer than he wanted to be. Yeah, uh, and it was expensive get for, for him getting home. So yeah. I think that that was that's total bullshit. I think the uh, the airlines are playing on it. They're fucking jacking up prices when they don't need to be. So I think that that's really good. Uh, so they, they, they're going on here about like, you know, remove the border closures and travel restrictions, remove contact tracing, that's already gone, but social distancing, mandatory self-isolation, investigations, I think kicking in some fucking investigations into this whole schmozzle will be a good thing. Mm. Uh, that last one is a biggie. End the emergency powers. Right, we because we're we, still under some sort of emergency power here. I think they're yeah. still talking about it finally coming to an end, and we know. Um, I don't know if we've really gotten. We, we did definitely do something about the convoy um, in Canada towards the end of you know we what did. we know as we the did, yeah. pandemic, where he basically uh, put powers into place that hadn't. That two of the only other times that that power ever. There's three times it was ever put in power or put in enacted, and it one two of them were World War Two and. World War One, and that's how big these powers were. And he enacted them, or, or restarted them, or put them in place again for a protest and for the blockade. And that was just yeah. insane. So, the ability for these um, governments to be able to have that kind of power, where they can basically say, and you know what the thing is, is that this actually goes back. This that conspiracy, right? I guess you could call it, 
goes back to well before the pandemic. If you remember all of us, like, you know, talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. watching the um, watching the uh, executive orders that Obama was putting into place and what the whole FEMA camp, you know, conspiracy, right? So one of the early uh, conspiracies that I ever was, you know, I guess aware of was that they were going to, there was going to be something that was going to lead to the government needing to basically put us into camps and, um, you know, that they were going to be able to enact these executive orders order level powers that allowed them to take over con- complete control of military, the electricity, internet, whatever, those kinds of things, right? And that was the original conspiracy. And I guess we got pretty fucking close to that, you know, all coming to fruition. Yeah. In some places, they were getting put into fucking quarantine camps, um, yeah. uh, you know, in the Northern Territory and stuff. So uh, there seems to be a little bit of uh, truth, I guess, to the scariness of those executive orders or that, that legislation that allows governments to take complete control of all utilities and things like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's definitely something that we should all be aware of and making sure that we're making noise about putting a stop to, um, you know, especially when you give someone like a dan andrews or whatever just a, a, an insane amount of power yeah. um well they power is it. corrupting in, they, inherently they, like they played on it they 100 percent played on it they knew this was going down and they they were like this is the time that we're going to be able to sneak some shit in so yeah these guys here they, they want to roll it back right so that another another thing about elections we'll just touch on each of these quickly here but they want to make recall elections available right so they want to yep. they want they want to make the citizens the right to have to recall power mad politicians right enable a citizen's veto on any legislation that's that's crazy mm. that's nuts i think that's fucking amazing and if that actually yeah. gets through fuck like big changes are, are going to happen because that's the any, start of an actual bottom-up democracy is, where like what we do on at a ground level actually matters yeah exactly and then make make voting voluntary right you know, because here's the problem. I, I, didn't, I didn't know this until recently. Um, if you go in there and you donkey vote, like last time I went in there and I wrote the system is a lie on the piece of paper, right? Yeah. It's not wrong, right? But the problem is, is like, I didn't know, but if you go in there and you donkey vote, your vote then gets automatically given to the incumbent. Yeah. Yep. So we were, we were unknowingly perpetuating our own fucking problem yeah. here. Right. So I think making voting voluntary is good because not everyone cares. And I understand that people are just trying to get by. Um, some people just don't have the time to look into this shit. Hence why we're, we're doing it. Which means their vote again goes to, goes the, to the you know, these two parties. Exactly. It goes to the parties that are pushing, right? Bit into the, uh, a bit into the, uh, the old financial systems here. So they want to cut 10% to all federal departments besides defense, which makes sense. Right. So they're saying that, um, Heaps of these departments are just bloated, basically. Yep. You know, so a ten percent cut to these departments would be a big, a big bit of budget that they can claw back and put into better things. You know, and then mm-hmm. a further percent per year cut to all federal departments besides defence. All right. Abolish duplicate departments, so the federal government doesn't run any hospitals or schools, yet still runs the bloated Department of Health and Education. So, you know, defund the ABC and SBS, right? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody watches either of them. Why are we paying for it? Yeah. Right. Abolish all nanny state advertising, right? So this is cool here. The role of the government should be to protect the people's liberty, not mold their behavior at their own cost. Yeah. Right. Abolish uh, subsidies for renewable energy. All right. Like, see, renewable energy is important. And I do, I do think that you do, we do need 
obviously renewable energy, right? But yep. um, yeah, it's not the be all and end all at the moment, right? No, it's not. Remove the pointless tax uh, welfare churn. So this is uh, talking about where money's uh, mainly taxed from the middle class and then given back to the same families as direct and indirect handouts. So it's mm -hmm. basically just fucking perpetuating the cycle, really. Reduce politicians' pay by 10%. You know, you don't need you don't need to be making fucking half a million dollars a year. You know no. what I mean? You don't well, that's to. one of the biggest things they, they talk about in America all the time as well is about how many people like Nancy Pelosi and whatnot else actually like have insider trading issues. Like there's a massive insider trading issue. Like why should, hold on, let me just have a quick look at something just to, just to kind of drive this point home. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. Look at Nancy Pelosi's net worth. It's something. Yeah, well, there's a Twitter where she's supposed to be a, following her trades. Yeah. Um, no one that's a, 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 what do you call it? A servant of the people should be worth Nancy Pelosi's net worth is estimated to be roughly 120 million. Yeah. See, that's what public servant, what public fucking servant should have $120 million. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's just yeah. insane. She's obviously um, got insider, insider trading. Yeah. And, you know, they can say, oh, you know, but again, with the kind of wage that they have, it just should not be possible for someone to be able to amass that much wealth as a public servant without there being yeah. something, a cause for concern. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that reducing, um, you know, the stuff of a, of a politician is is definitely important. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that that's, that's all really good stuff. Yeah. So here's, here's more, uh, talking more about tax now, which is interesting. Um, a $40,000 tax free threshold. How good is that? How good is that? Yeah, Cause wow. if you're make, cause if you're making under uh, at the moment, it's 17, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're making under 40 grand, like fuck, you're struggling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's tough. You know? So I think raising it to 40 is, is wonderful right yeah and then a flat 20 percent income tax above 40 that's fucking wonderful that's that's yeah. also good you know and uh what, what else are we talking uh company tax as well so a flat rate of 20 on profit for companies too because at the moment it's nearing 30. so yeah wow uh and then removing company tax on reinvested profits i think that right there you know you've made some profits you buy some new gear you buy it, you hire some more workers, whatever you're reinvesting in your business to grow it. I think that that would really, uh, like they're saying here, they're incre increasing prosperity, allowing for more employment, all, all these kind of things that like, if you've got more money, then you, it'll, you know, you've got more money to pay your employees, higher wages, lower prices, you know, more incentive then, which also brings on, um, more competition because, you know, you're going to, you're going to want the best people going to the best best companies at that point the only thing with that though is that that is a very open to manipulation right so of course See, um, this, you remove the company yeah. tax on reinvested profits then all these multi you know these big like multinational corporations find a way to be able to make everything they do appear as a reinvestment so that they can then pay no tax on it so yeah that's the it's a yeah. it's a great idea in theory it would but need whether to be, it would actually be i'm sure they like because if you want to read more into it we're not going to read it here but like if you want to read more into it it looks like they've they've obviously fucking thought about it do you know what i mean yeah dynamic tax modeling so they they would obviously you know what i mean like if you're a multi-billion dollar company that, that there's probably something in that dynamic tax modeling that'll stop you from doing that because that's obviously yeah. you know manipulation at that point so what else are these guys um Voluntary superannuation, that says it all right there. That's pretty that's pretty good. 
If you're a small business, right, and you're just trying to get off the ground and you're trying to employ a couple of blokes to come, you know, help your landscaping business get off the ground, pay an extra super, right, to yourself, I mean, like paying the yeah. super, that's fine, you know, but paying extra super to yourself on top, right, like with all that kind of extra banana bullshit, you'd rather just have the money right now to, re- to reinvest into equipment, yeah, all absolutely. that kind of stuff. And then when you're actually, yeah. you, when you're actually stable, then you can get back into your super. So that's really good. Yeah. We'll go into this small business one and see what we've got here. So they're basically saying, uh, they're basically saying that the entrepreneurs need to have freedom to flourish. So the benefit of having uh, centuries of history to work with is, uh, what are they saying? 2017 published a paper reducing red tape. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Which is what we want. So one in two out for every one new leg- uh, regulation issued, at least two prior regulations must be identified for elimination. This policy was effectively introduced in the United States in 2017. I think that's good. Yeah. Remove well, retail. Let's, let's, obviously, if people want to come in, let's, we've, we've got a 40-minute time limit, so let's probably be conscious of that and not go through this yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in no, absolute um, complete uh, depth. But I think if it's you want good. to go and have a look a little bit more, obviously, we're just on the Liberal Democrat uh, website. Again, yeah, I guess uh, just this, to re- this re- is Yeah, I'm not going to go across all of these different ones because you've got the One Nation, you've got the the yeah. uh, United Australia. And that, look, these th- these three ones, they have very similar. They have very similar things. These yeah. guys are saying, look, you, we, they're just trying to relax this stuff, right? I know yeah. we, want, we want to move it on, right? So you've got cheap and reliable energy. They want to look, look into nuclear energy, right? Which is which is which can be a bit touchy. Decentralized education, which is really good. But a big one, yep. I want to touch on these two before we move on. Right? Free yeah. speech and freedom of surveillance, right? Because these are big ones for us too. Because we, we've, we've been censored, right? A free speech constitutional amendment, right? We we need that. We we need some kind of yeah, constitutional something legislatively that um, yeah. protects our right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, petition the government for to redress of grievances. You know, abolish uh, section eighteen C of the Radical Discrimination Act. So it's unlawful to offend, insult, and humiliate. Right, and uh, hauls off those afoul before secret kangaroo courts. Okay, interesting. So yeah, look. It's basically stop internet censorship, encourage a free and open internet. The things yeah. that we want, because you know what, you're not always going to have, you know, you're not always going to agree with the person and the things that you're reading out. People could be listening to this right now and disagreeing with all of what we're saying. They're like, nah, we Absolutely. want, we want censorship, but they're allowed to have that opinion, and we're allowed to have ours. Is essentially what we're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Now the last thing we'll touch on here, right? We're just with these guys, liberal Democrats, right? No digital identity laws. So Australians should be free to buy, sell, and contract with each other, free to move around, communicate with each other, not having to show their papers, right? Which is which is what we yep. fucking need, essentially. Abolish mass surveillance laws like that one they brought in where they can take over your social media. Mm-hmm. Stop the government hacking and seizure. Yeah, they can how they can add, copy, and delete data on their Australians' devices. That is just so fucking ridiculous. They could add yeah. fucking anything to your device and then and then try and arrest you for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, devolution of surveillance laws to states and territories. Stop the collection of metadata. That's very good. Require mm-hmm. warrants to for targeted surveillance on individual Australians. That's good because you, you know, you need to get put in some effort to actually be able to do it. At the moment, they can mm-hmm. just do it. No cash bans. Stopping attacks on encryption. Focus government on improving its own cybersecurity and free Julian, Julian Assange. Assange. How now, good is that? We won't go in in any any further 
lot of One Nation, they're kind of doing some similar stuff. I've had a little bit of a look into it, a little bit different, but, you know, stuff about medicinal cannabis and, you know, stop the rorts with the Centrelink and firearms and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to go over the, the uh, Liberal Democrats because they're the ones that recently I, I looked into and they had some good policy. Yeah, so. and I think that, again, I guess going full circle is the thing that we ask everyone to, to do if they're unsure what they're going to do on the election day. Have a look into some of these and go, what, what, are the, what are the policies that resonate the most with me? Again, you may not vote them into power, but your vote along with a lot of other people that are being tired of the two-party bullshit system uh, may also do the same. And it may also just at least show that there we may win some seats. That's a, that's a big thing. And we may also um, allow, uh, you know, it may, may just show make our voice heard that we're tired of this this same redundant um you know fight between the two so yeah yeah that's that's, what that's that's the biggest thing that we're trying to get through here essentially is it's been so long of the two-party system that it's become a joke so now you know it, it might not be this election it might not be the next but i'm telling you the more more and more people are waking up so even if we've just swayed one person now to just go you know what i don't normally believe in voting i don't normally care but just go out there and just and just put Labour and Liberal to last. That's all you're gonna do. Yeah. That's all you're gonna yeah. do. If you don't want to do the research, just put it in last. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a, a good a good way to wrap up our little uh, election section. Let's call it election um, section. Fuck yeah. So what uh, what uh, did you want to touch on in the old uh, conspiratorium? Well, I won't uh, I won't share the screen on anything because I haven't found anything too hard hitting more than what we kind of already know and we can just discuss. But I guess uh, the the thing I wanted to talk about is you know we've we've mentioned it probably before, but just how much that COVID has really fallen out of the the mainstream and that there was a lot of there's been a lot of convenient things that have been occurring that have allowed that to happen. Starting first with the the, the war in Ukraine, which again is not really getting that much coverage now. Yeah. I guess it's still happening because you know it, you know it hasn't I've had no indication that it stopped. Um, but the way that the timing of that starting and the and the narrative of COVID falling apart was very interesting. Well even Bill all- Gates came out I saw something that Bill Gates came out now and said that COVID's just just like the flu and he's like going back and he's walking back on it and it's like just about fucking six months ago we got we got censored and and struck our youtube channel struck and all these crazy things and your facebook got nuked you know because that that was disinformation but now bill gates is coming out and saying it like i'm just confused man like yeah man absolutely and again it's the same thing with this with the Will Smith slap and the Amber Heard trial, like they literally made some excuse why they couldn't um, uh, televise the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, but then it's been wall-to-wall coverage of this fucking Amber Heard one. And I I really am now convinced that the... um, that the Ghislaine trial was just a way to basically say, yeah, look, we're closing the case, uh, done and dusted. There's nothing else to yeah. see here because they never went into any of the contacts, any of the things that we know existed. Um, so I think this was their attempt to kind of say, yeah, look, some justice was served. She's ended up just being a patsy of sorts. Now, I haven't well, even heard a sentence. sentencing. No, yeah, she, she got, but I- yeah, she got a sentence. It's basically because she's what, 60, 50 something. Yeah. I think it was, I think originally it was like, 50 plus years and then they bought it down to like 30 or something like that but if yep. you're if you're 60 that's a life sentence man like, she's probably going to end up in the same kind of prison situation that fucking he was when he went to jail when um oh yeah yeah she's probably he was just basically able to like 
No, no, no. Not, I'm not even saying the second time. He's actually done a sentence for one of his earlier convictions where he was basically just in a house, like, you know, on house arrest, but was still able to have visitors and was basically not arrested at all. Right. Um, so I'm sure that because of how many favors she's done by taking all of the brunt of this, that she's going to end up in a very similar, very comfy, very cushy situation, yeah, probably doing well. the same thing she's always done. So, um, but yeah, I think the, the concerning thing is that it's, you know, after it has been just a relentless, relentless attack from the media about everything um uh, covid related we're just seeing it slowly fall out of the news but the one big thing that has happened is that some documents got released recently from pfizer um i believe yeah. that these are part of the the i don't think this is all share, of them because share, I think share the article the, you had share, share the screen okay yeah because at least people can see it's not just us saying it yeah this is yeah. this is this is actually happening because the some uh, some documents and some papers or more papers came out about uh, Pfizer and the uh, efficacy, essentially. Yeah, so Pfizer COVID vaccine See, is was just twelve percent effective. Yeah, it was just twelve percent effective against Omicron in kids five to eleven. Study so shows now. So there's two crazy. major things concerning with this is that obviously, first of all. Well, they're saying plummeted. So New York state officials found the effectiveness plummeted from 68 to 12% from uh, children aged. Let's also take a notice of the fact that 68% is really not that high <sighs> for something that they no. mandated, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then also, is that saying 68%? That What that doesn't tell you is that is that 68% for the most vulnerable? Like let's say our really elderly with comorbidities anyway, and it was still yeah. only 68%, yeah. all the way down to 12%, to 12% for kids between 5 to 11. So then that means a, you know, if 68%, let's say, is a 90 year old or whatever, that's, you know, clearly any sort of respiratory illness is probably going to do some damage. Um, does that mean that a 80 year old was 57 a 70 year old was 52 do you know what i mean like you can imagine the scale so let's say someone like ourselves at a you know uh, all of us 20 to 30 year olds are probably sitting somewhere around the 25 percent at most yeah and they've literally made us and they've literally made us like not see family, lose jobs, choose between careers. And, Couldn't go to funerals. And, um, yeah, all of that kind of stuff over something that was that ineffective. It's just uh, absolutely mind-blowing to me that this was something that was, uh, you know, and again, this is all coming out now, but if we came out and said we don't think it's that effective. If we came out uh, six months have, ago and said the, COVID, the Pfizer vaccine was 12%, 12 efficacy, this episode would have been fucking taken off youtube yeah. so quick then this is cnbc yeah. saying this isn't us just fucking saying this this is cnbc no this is a main this is a mainstream article so it's just for me again you know all of the 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 what do you call it they're all, all of our conversations about this are coming home to roost now you know yeah. not only that we've now as we said in the last episode we've got anecdotal anecdotal evidence of us actually uh, all of us and our friends and family having COVID, yep. no one really getting all that sick. Um, you know, the, the the few people that really have seem to be massive outliers. They they don't, they're not the majority by any stretch. And again, you don't mandate vaccinations and lock down entire countries unless the thing is doing the damage that you believe or you say that it is, yeah. um, which is clearly just not the case here. So uh, it's just, it's really disappointing and I guess heartbreaking for me because you, this is one of those things you almost want to be wrong on, right? You don't want to be wrong 
right that this was yeah. just such a, an absolute load of shit, but it seems yep. like it may have been nail on the head. And I guess I'm just concerned though, that I don't know if we've really learned enough out of this. Like the one thing that I will say is again, they tried to make another status, someone, uh, another mainstream, uh, article, uh, news organization shared like you're not fully vaccinated with two vaccines and god the comment thread was not even one person saying like oh yes i I have been meaning to go you know it was just every single comment was just like get fucked like shove it up your ass everyone understands now yeah and that does make me happy and i think that the amount of people that i have a conversation with that's just gone yeah i'm not getting the third or they were forced to get the third and it's really like you know they were they were kind of all right when it went to the first and second one then it kind of you know either they did have a bad reaction or whatever it may be and when it came to the third one they could see that everyone was getting it anyway so they were really like then they were starting to be like well this is fucking bullshit and the idea of a fourth or whatever is just completely off the table now which makes me happy that we're not still sitting here being like stop going and getting your fourth and fifth one or whatever we would be up to now. Um, yeah. But the proof's in the pudding. You know, you look at the news cycle and the fact that it's just disappeared and that gives you all the answer you need, right? Is that it's just fear, fear, fear until we start waking up and then it just gets ripped from the cycle. Yep. It's what they did with terrorism. We said that very early on in our episodes when the when the pandemic broke, that it's the exact same sort of fear porn and fear campaigns. And, and it, largely it looks like we've been vindicated, I guess, in terms of Somewhat, how they've gone yeah. about it. Well, they wouldn't be doing right they wouldn't be doing uh this what i'm about to show here they wouldn't be doing this uh ministry of truth this uh disinformation governance board that uh joe biden has just announced essentially so this is uh this is an article of uh, desantis saying that this ministry of truth board should be killed off because essentially what's happened is if you haven't heard joe biden's announced this uh, government department an official department called the uh, is it the the Ministry of Disinformation, not the Ministry, the Disinformation Governance Board. There it is. Yeah. Um, and it's headed It's headed by this quite young girl. I think she's like 33. So pretty young, like our age, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it is just ballistic. Like she's singing songs about like how bad this disinformation is. And it's just it like, look, I haven't looked into it too much because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And they've really only got the, as much power as they as we give them yeah but um isn't it just crazy like how how much they're floundering and how much they're really starting to panic because they're actually having to announce this government agency that's uh dedicated to missing disinformation which i think is just going to fail because at the end of the day now that uh elon musk has purchased twitter he's just going to allow he's going to allow uh free speech on twitter and there's going to be free speech on uh, truth social and uh telegram and a lot of these other apps that don't censor and then you're going to have facebook instagram you know tiktok all these other ones that are a little bit more well not a little bit more that are con- controlled that are going to that, uh, that aren't going to have that are going to be policed by this board and people are going to be like i don't understand like why is half of the places saying this and half of the places saying that well, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about quickly. We got five minutes left was this Elon Musk thing. And what if it turns out that he's the biggest white hat of the lot? Because well, when you yeah, look, other than his whole, honest. like, you know, the, the common thing in the community of the people being like, well, there's no way he's a white hat is it because he's been working on brain chips and whatever. But let's take the brain chip thing out of the equation, right? Let's look at just you know trying to build a renewal like renewable energy and electric and electric cars and something moving us away that can be seen as a kind of like you know moving away from big oil and big whatever yeah um then you've got his whole uh like him being one of the biggest 
contributors to bringing crypto to the mainstream in terms of someone of note bringing crypto to the mainstream it's him yeah. right a decentralized yeah. currency that yeah it's volatile as hell or whatever else but again it has the potential to be something that replaces all of our current bullshit systems yeah like the fed um and now you know being incredibly vocal about free speech and then like you explained a couple of episodes ago obviously his move to offered Twitter uh, something where they either had to, uh, you know, they were in a position where they basically couldn't say no without yeah. middle fingering all of their shareholders and showing their cards that they were just a bunch of, you know, censorship feeding yeah. Yeah. Um, lunatics. Uh, and, you know, if he, I guess, does the things that it seems like he's going to ends up being one of the biggest, you know, white hat plays um, that we've seen and that we've kind of been expecting to happen for the longest time. We knew that yeah. social media was obviously the biggest um, player in all of this because it's allowed so many people to, you know, get information um, from, I guess, third-party sources, people that want the truth to get out there. They've tried their best to kind of make censorship run rampant. And now, you know, they're trying to start their own ones. And also people are, are looking to buy them back up with the, under the guise of wanting to reinstate these kinds of things, exactly like some of those policies that we saw yeah um with the mass surveillance and and censorship so yeah it's it's an interesting thing i'm, I'm not completely sold yet but uh it, whatever is going to happen with twitter over these next couple of months obviously I, i've kind of been tuned out a little bit but i know that um veritas has been doing heaps of exposés on twitter yeah, and yeah. has even more stuff coming out so before before we come and talk about it again um and now that we're getting back into the pods i'll go and do a little bit of, of real digging into all of the veritas stuff and yeah, um, i think that's good I'm we when we have a chat again uh we'll we'll dig a little bit further into exactly what's going on but uh, all i can say is is hold on to your hats because there's some there's definitely some rumbling in the waters yeah at the moment there's some big shit going on and what's things. happening with crypto at the moment is a very another indicator you know you've yeah. got you, you've got the deep state quite angry about the fact that they don't want this alternate system to be take to take over so they're they're, they're trying their hardest to bring it down they really are so uh absolutely yeah. my man so um right. but look that was just a little quick fire 40 um minutes we've still got a sale uh, on at the moment the redundancy sale i'm not redundancy yet sale. to have a job i had my final interview on monday i'm waiting to get a call back this week but obviously Fuck we'll, yeah, we'll right. leave it running for a little bit longer for the for the homies yeah um but it's uh using code redundancy in our checkout at the moment gets you 15 percent off the wormhole store so yeah um if you want to support the boys and and uh the work that we're, we're trying to do here to to bring you something entertaining and insightful then um jump on and grab yourself a jumper or something for winter that, that's it um, that's it and, and and head on over to the instagram and tiktok because we've been trying to build up the uh, instagram and the tiktok with some of our short form content so if you haven't if you're just like oh yeah i just listen to, to, to the long form stuff and uh, you've got those platforms uh come over and um yeah get it get around us on the uh, instagram and tiktok because we're going to have some more funny stuff coming out very soon so absolutely well thank you very much my man let's uh jump off before it forces us off <laughs> and uh we'll, we'll hopefully be back in person next week sounds good peace out peace out your family rushed through breakfast all week so this weekend slow down and do breakfast big 
really big. Grab a can of Pillsbury Grand Cinnamon Rolls to make one giant cinnamon roll that's soft, gooey, and big enough for the whole family. It's so easy to prep, even little hands can help. Seeing this breakfast treat come out of the oven is almost as fun as eating it. Almost. Pick up a few cans of Pillsbury Grand Cinnamon Rolls next time you fill your cart and visit Pillsbury.com for recipe inspiration.